Oh, is this your spoon? It, it's eight spoon. You took one spoon. You found the other. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is not my spoon. Are we going to play a recording? So this podcast started with the two of us arguing over spoons. Are we going to play assassins with spoons? Because that's going to happen? You know. Okay, by play assassins with spoons, I'm pretty sure you mean the game where we pretend to kill each other, but in my head, you meant the musical theater piece, and we would just play it on the instrument spoons. <laughs> no, I meant the high school game where we run around like I'm so. But wouldn't like, it be more fun but if we all had spoons, and maybe we threw in a wash tub for a hoop nanny about assassinating presidents? I'll play the spoons, you play ukulele. I'm really bad at spinning. Okay, good. I'm glad we got that out of it. So, anyway, this is episode seven of the podcast Ethical Rioting. Um, this is a really big deal, you guys. It's a really big deal because right now we only have one host, and that's me, Katrina, the host. But we have one guest, so it's not just me talking to myself, which is really exciting. And by the way, I'm gesticulating wildly, but you can't see it, as Corey pointed out earlier. But anyway, this is our guest. Please introduce yourself. Corey Pusineak. Class of? 2000. Right? Yeah. Oh, right. If I was, I was going to be like, are you 2001? No. No, you are. You are. <laughs> I am 2001. This is exciting, you guys. It's a big day. Not only am I left alone to, for my hosting uh, responsibilities all by myself. Well, I'll see how this goes. Um, but this is our first. And the voices in my head. And they're, they're distracted yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> this is the first podcast with someone who wasn't from the class of 2001. Branching out, you guys. Branching out. The veterans have arrived. It's Get true. Off my lawn. You know what? You're still a millennial, so shut up. Generation Oregon Trail, thank you. Very yes, much. I know. I like to call it that too, but everyone else calls it. Everyone millennials. else is wrong. We're just very old millennials. That's all. Everyone we are. else is wrong. We're very old millennials. When I was very, it was Generation Y. Okay, that was a terrible name, and I never accepted that name because it was a terrible name. I have never identified with Generation Y. What about Zennials? Yeah, I've heard that. That's really dumb too. I don't know if you could hear that because. The microphone's closer to Corey because they started whispering about how Generation Zanellineal is a terrible name. I think wish you could see my face right now because it's... It's atrocious. Happy. It's like she put into a lemon. Yeah. I don't... Actually, I'm drinking the lemons right now. With sugar on top or just like... No, but like lemon cookies and lemon cake. Like I'm seriously thinking about having lemon cake or pink lemonade cake for my wedding. Is this Side show? note, Katrina got engaged. Also, what? What show? Oh, yeah. I'm super into pink lemonade cake because I'm working on a show about cake. It's literally called The Cake. And it's they serve you cake. cake. And they serve you cake at the end. You know what, though? The pink lemonade cake that's a prop is way better than the cake they serve the audience. How do I know this? Because my prop person lets me eat cake at the end of the show. Sometimes. If I had a bad day and I need to eat my feelings. No shame. No shame. Anyway. We're not really here to talk about me. But it's more fun. It is more fun. Would you like me to recap my recent Bridezilla breakout from 15 minutes ago? Sure. Tell everyone who's not here. <laughs> well, we drink. What you're hearing is the two of us stirring with our spoons while we drink tea. Because we're luscious over here, total luscious. Um. Anyway, so you probably noticed when I said it on the podcast, like literally two minutes ago, I got engaged recently. Yay! Happiness! Yay! So I've already, if you know me at all, which you probably do because we don't have that many subscribers to this podcast, especially not ones that don't already know me, uh, we can just say that I've been planning this wedding for a while and basically since, since before there was a partner. Since before there was a partner. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So I decided that I wanted to get married at the Harold Washington Library and then I looked up, by the way, before I had a partner, I looked up rental rates for the Winter Garden at the Harold Washington Library and I was like, well, I can't ever afford that. $7,000 minimum, guys, if anyone was wondering. So I called up, but it's fine. Turns out that's actually normal event rate. Who knew? Not me. I didn't think I'd be playing well, $20,000 in a way. Thought you've been married before, so, you know. Thank goodness. Oh, God, I can't so imagine doing could do what infamous uh, IMSA Class 97s did. They held a wedding. That every, they served fried chicken on paper plates in someone's backyard. Okay. I live in Chicago, and we don't have backyards large enough to fit 200 people. Sure you do. It's called the neighborhood park, and you're still calling it an official party. Right. Here's the other problem with that. I'm getting married in May, 
and not late May, where you can pretty much count on the weather being decent. It's Chicago. You can count on the weather being decent. Exactly. Early May. So we can't have an outdoor wedding. Or we can ha- we could have an outdoor wedding, but we can't have an outdoor there's reception. A, there's just too much bad weather. There's just bad clothing. You know what? Try convincing my 50-plus members of my family that that. Or my fiancé, whose opinion matters more. He'd be the harder sell. It is. He, he actually has some pretty traditional ideas about what this is, and I'm like, damn it. Yes, okay, fine, honey, we will eat dinner is, after the ceremony. And is this where you tell thing. people that I'm officiating the wedding? Mm. Corey's officiating the wedding. I haven't even finished telling the story about how I had a breakdown 15 minutes ago. So I call up the hair wash. Because still mid-breakdown, so no, this is like how the hair's going Anyway. So, so I called the Harold Washington Library to set up a tour because Nick doesn't need to come with me. I just need information. He's like, I've seen it. And I'm like, great, honey. So I just need information on, like, what that $7,000 will get me. And is the date even available? Turns out, yes, it is. And then I'm like, by the way, so I'm getting married on May 1st, which is a Wednesday. And my husband-to-be thinks that we should have the party on a Saturday because he has friends with real jobs and thinks that they should not have to take work, take off work in order to celebrate our marriage. I think he's being too kind. But since he's half of this partnership, I'm listening to him because I guess that's how relationships work. Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't look for cats. Oh. Wait till you get to that episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You're going to laugh really hard. Mm-hmm. Season three. You haven't gotten there yet. It's the second to last episode of season okay. three. Yeah, we're like a you know, six. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you're very close. By the way, also slightly obsessed with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We'll get to that in a second. Okay, so then I call the Harold Washington Library, and this poor woman picks up, and I'm like, hi, I'm interested in renting the Winter Garden and the Chicago's Author Room on two different dates, because I'm getting married. And she's like, okay, well, the Chicago Author's Room, that's only available during library hours. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Wednesday, 2 o'clock, I feel like my husband, to be, can take off a Wednesday to get married. Not for sinks, I'm trying to avoid that expletive rating on iTunes. But basically, that's how I felt about it. And she's like, okay. Okay, so that room is only available for meetings. This is a very unorthodox request. And I'm like, well, can it be a meeting where two people pledge their troth to each other and happen to sign a contract? And she's like, this is what she said. Ma'am. I got mammed. I got mammed. I got mammed because I just want to get married in the Chicago Authors Room on a Wednesday in 2019. Is this too much to ask? And I'm like, it's going to be 25 people. She's like, ceremonies are very unorthodox. And then like, it doesn't have to be a ceremony. It literally just has to be two people saying, I do. And then we're going to be in the library. That's it. Like, I'm not bringing in flowers. I didn't say all of this because it would make me sound even crazier. But this is literally (laughs) what's going through my head. And she's like, well, that has to go up to the rector. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. She's like, are you ready to take his information? And I was like, oh, yes. Because in my head, I thought I would get transferred to a voicemail, but apparently that's not how the Chicago Public Library works. And then she's telling me his information. She's like, well, he's not in right now, and he's, he won't be in on Monday because the library is closed. And I literally had to go in my head to be like, what holiday is on Monday? Pastor Pulaski Day! Which is no longer a school holiday. I know. In Chicago. I know. Because apparently all the people down in Springfield are like, nobody needs Pulaski Day. Right, because no one downstate has as large of a population. We just like had a discussion like a week ago or something. We did. We did. And then I had on the phone with my mother. And then she proceeded to inform me that like there are no more holidays in the Chicago public schools, which isn't actually true. But so like when I grew up in in the public schools in the city, we had Lincoln's birthday off. Mm -hmm. We had Washington's birthday. Then we had President's Day. And Mm -hmm. then like two weeks later, we got Pulaski Day. No, you just get President's Day. So it's like you just lump Lincoln in with everybody else. I'm like, hello, we're from Illinois. You don't want to lump Lincoln in. Lincoln is separate. Pulaski is separate. Like, right. let's be real. This I agree with you. I agree with you. But apparently Chicago Public Library still takes Pulaski Day off. Well, I bet you, you know, Chicago City Government probably does too. But. Right? So then I took, I, I did get very excited about Pulaski. Like, I did the math in my head and I was like, oh, right, Pulaski Day. Then I wrote down the information and then she's giving me an email. If you don't and know who Pulaski like, is, look it up. Yeah. Wikipedia it, and also, how would you attend the Illinois Mathematics and Science Academy without knowing who Kazimir Pulaski is? Shout out to Pooja Agarwal, who does know who he is. Thank you. So, anyway, and then she's giving me the email, and she's like, blah, 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 at chaipublib.org. And I want to be like, I know what the website is to the library. I'm going to get married in the library. Do you think I don't know the website for the library? Do you think I don't check out books from the library? The 
discount if you've been a library cardholder for X number of years. That is an excellent question. Like, they probably don't because they're stupid. But, I mean, wouldn't that make sense? To be like, oh, hi, I've been a card-carrying member of the library since I was three years old. Yeah, I think they just plan to make money off the wedding. Because I think the money, the weddings actually cost more than a not-for-profit event. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. And yet... So I'm, like, willing to give up on the Winter Garden, right? Like, there are other venues that are more offendable, affordable, offendable. They're also more <laughs> offendable. <laughs> that have more parking, blah, 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 blah. But I have my heart set on getting married in a library and then taking our wedding photos in the stacks of the library and then having one where we're posed and then we're going to recreate one of those read posters. You know, like, we'll have a wedding photo that's, like, us reading a book and then we'll, like, read us. Maybe that'll go on our thank you notes. Put that on that should be your, like, your engagement photo. No. No? Because I want to see our wedding photo, and I'm not putting my wedding dress on for the engagement. It's bad luck. You can't see me in the wedding dress before we get married. Okay. Traditionalist comes out. I'm not a traditionalist. I'm superstitious. You don't taunt the fairies. This is why you knock on wood, people. This is why I don't name your child right away. What? Really? Yeah. Because I've already picked up my names. Well... Like in Scotland, it's a whole thing. Of, really? You don't speak the name of the child aloud for like until they're baptized because that gives the fairy because names hold power. So then if, right, you, right. Can, if you say the child's name aloud, then the fairies know how to call the child and they can steal them away. No, this that makes sense, but I'm mainly terrified because I don't think we're going to baptize our children because we're both lapsed Catholics. I can take care of that. And he, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. I'm available for baptisms, <laughs> weddings, funerals, whatever you need. <laughs> Exorcism. Anyway, so the point is, Corey is going to officiate my wedding because Corey has graduated from IMSA, and instead of going to an esteemed STEM, well, you sort of wouldn't. Is it a STEM field? What counts as a STEM field? Does does worshiping God count as a STEM no, field? No, <laughs> no. Although divinity was the highest degree outside of medicine for many a long time, but no, a master of divinity does not count as a STEM degree. Okay, trans has been distracted by her phone. I'm sorry. I sent in a resume and then someone responded with a text. Never mind. But were you, you have multiple degrees in worshiping God. That's what I heard. That's what I, I, I say, I have multiple degrees in BS. Oh. I have a BA in BS and then I'm mm-hmm. going to get an MDiv. Uh, right. Theoretically, it's the power to control the universe. I mean, what else do you do with a degree that's titled Master of the Universe? Or, sorry, Master of Divinity. Well, but, it should be Master of the Universe. You know, that's a poor marketing plan from Harvard. Why didn't they do that? I know, right? Right. And, um, but you I, just got into a PhD program. I did in queer and trans studies and religion. So that's less worshiping God and more being doing like fun queer stuff and being like why religions are crazy or why queer people shouldn't be scared of religion or something like that. Um, okay. It'll probably be about pop culture because you know. I mean that's yeah that makes sense. And how we pass along myths and creation stories and all right. that and like how we construct identity through pop culture and oh blah, 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 and the really significance of pop culture as the primary. Vehicle for passing down myths, etc., etc., construction of identity. Oh, um, that just got really interesting. <laughs> As opposed to like 20 minutes ago when you told me. Well, I really like mythology, you know this. I do, I do. And I'm obsessed with pop culture and like how we form identity and Which right stuff now? Like that. It's really interesting to think that pop culture might have, would have been the church back in like the 1200s. I mean, it was. And even, yeah, I mean, You've got the whole cult of saints, and what's that except, you know, fanfic. And right. Okay, really great is for there fanfic. a female saint who is not a saint because she was killed because she didn't want to have sex with someone? Yes. Ooh, name one. Joan of Arc. Oh, good call. Wait, but she still died of virtue. She was still a virgin martyr. But I guess yeah, she wasn't killed because she didn't want to have sex. Sex was not on the table. <laughs> that wasn't going to be on the table. That was not the reason for death. All right. Cross-dressing was the reason for death. Um, <laughs> so you'll be studying her in your PhD? I might. She's kind of overdone, um, but I really like her, but I hate that she's overdone. It's like my whole issue with being a Gryffindor. I don't like that I'm a Gryffindor because everyone wants to be a Gryffindor, so I don't. Right, but then we grow out of that. I know, So, I'm, but I've had this whole, like, I've had to accept the fact that I'm actually a stupid, like, Gryffindor. Okay, they're not that stupid. They run to things without thinking, and are most likely to be martyrs for the cause. Well, yeah. yes, but also Hermione is, like, the smartest person in that school, and she's a Gryffindor. Yeah, but we know I'm not Hermione. Oh. No, you're really more of a Weasley, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll take, like, Bill or Charlie, but, you know. Yeah, no, they're really smart. 
Exactly. Percy, somehow Percy got into Gryffindor. Well, sometimes he scans up the thing. Something. It took some it took him a while. Poor Percy. Yeah, that was right hat just got kinda of confused with all the red hair. It's yeah. true. It's true. But. Yeah. So you've cut finally accepted that you're a Gryffindor. Working on it, you know. Mm-hmm. The majority mm-hmm. of my paraphernalia is still Slytherin or Hufflepuff, but for Well that's because Jess is a Hufflepuff. Jess is Corey's roommate slash life partner slash best friend. The silent bob to my J. Yes, it's true. Oh my god, we should put her in a trench coat. <laughs> She's got one. A black one. Not like the, the khaki, like right, right, the right, Tracy right. one. Now I'm thinking, should we should totally, oh my god, Halloween costumes. I'm just saying. You have seven months to put this together. We we're talking about Halloween, like we do conventions. Oh, right. that's right, we do do conventions. Right. Are Jay and Silent Bob popular conventions? That feels like a Kevin, little Kevin, too... Kevin Smith does conventions. Well, that actually does make sense. So, like, and sometimes, what's his face? The, the J half of... You know, the blonde one. Yeah. What's his face? <laughs> the tall skinny one. I don't know. Where is Google Monkey? Google Monkey! You're sitting in front of a computer, but... Anyway. Well, no, but this is why I have a fiancé, so he can Google things for me, but he's in Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Lifeline? I don't know. Mm. Well, yes, they do conventions, and, you know, Fort Thomas Smith actually just had a heart attack recently, and so... Right. You know, like a couple days ago, I was like, oh. So, that's what just comes with his video recovery. Right. So, we can dress up as him and then, like, go get his autograph or something. I don't know. Or just can do art with him. Yeah. Whatever works. I like that. I like that. I'm seeing you in a blonde wig. However, in my head, then you turn into Lego Lost. Well, so funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the Aragorn Gorn half of Legolas and Aragorn. But. They're not a pair. It should be Gimli and Legolas. They're totally a pair. They're you, not a pair. Have you ever read Fairy Secret Diaries? No. How did you survive, like, college without reading Fairy Secret Diaries? Like, that was, like, a transition in fandom. Because I got out of fandom when I went to college. Like, I stopped, okay, reading, I stopped really reading fanfic until, except for, like, what four years ago college? when I went down a did very... Did you study? No, I was in theater. Uh-huh. So I was busy doing theater. And like so you guys it. have to understand the look at your hazards <laughs> theater. If you ever watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it's like that moment right before they burst into song and dance number. It's like she just gets this look on her face and it's just like this dramatic pause and it's theater. And you kind of expect the lights to dim and like this whole troop of dancing boys to come okay, up behind her. Okay, so there's this episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where Heather, I don't, who would, if you don't watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I, A, stop, start watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Because it's amazing and brilliant. And yes, I know you're like, Trina, that's not my demographic. That's that show on the CW that does musical theater. It's about a crazy ex-girlfriend. How that offends my feminist sensibilities. Yes, but it's brilliant. And also in the third season, there's this character, Heather, and she is forced to graduate from community college because she's literally taken every single class at that college. And then she sings the song about how she's like, who will I be? This is my moment. And behind her are these two college kids dance. They're like literally her backup dancers and singers. And I was like, that's what I want in my life. That's what I want in my life. And I'm willing to be the backup dancer for someone else in their life. I just need someone. I just am not a good enough dancer to spontaneously burst into choreography. You should be careful what you ask for. I am doing your wedding. Like, you know, you guys will be singing your vows. Oh, right. I also wanted to give you song lyrics to put into... Oh yeah. And besides marriage, marriage you're gonna open with marriage. Which isn't a song lyric, but am I, am, it's a song lyric. I said it's not a song lyric. It's not a song lyric. That is true. Okay. Do I have to come with me? No. No, no Moulin Rouge. Uh, I mean, if you want to, M- but I was gonna have you quote right. the uh, the lyrics from Gallivant. That's good. When Gallivant and Isabella spoilers get married. If you don't know that, I mean. I mean, where have you been? That went off the air like two years ago. Also, it's on Netflix, and you should also watch it. And yes, it's musical theater, but you know what? It's good for you. Yeah. And it doesn't as I chastise this microphone. How dare you not watch Gallivant microphone that looks it like an no, eye. As it has no eyes. It can't watch anything. Okay, valid point, but also <laughs> AI. And maybe it's a metaphor. Maybe it can experience things. What's that thing called where you experience senses through other senses? Phineas? Synesthesia. Synesthesia. Yeah. Google monkey. I'm not your Google monkey. You're not my Google monkey, but you are officiating my wedding. I'm not your monkey. No. I would not be a monkey. Well, then I might be a monkey if I was an animal. I could see who's a monkey. We've had this discussion many times. 
I always thought I'd be a goat. You know, I, oh, like, to, yeah. I like to eat a lot. Yeah. I just scamper from the, like, high cliffs and yeah, things like that. Yeah, all that's true. But yeah. I think you wouldn't be, like, a, a goat. You'd be, like, a, 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 not a yam. <laughs> a yak! You'd be a yak! A yak? I don't know. I kind of think like, like the bouncing goats that kind of... Well, maybe. Um... Yeah, I feel like you're more brain. like a yak with like the horns, so you could like run into walls. Okay, just sort of both areas where we're all like suffering and You know, I, what did I say? I said something um, to my sister-in-law once. Like, I don't know if it was a goat. So it's like you are definitely not. She's like you're way too headstrong to be something like that. I said, Have you ever met a goat? Goats are fairly headstrong, like, and they're cute too. And there was something else. Like, oh, we're watching gorillas. I don't know. I think maybe I could. Like, I could oh, have it. you gone down to the zoo to bond with the gorillas? Not yet. Okay. This was in Albuquerque. There were oh, other okay. gorillas. Um, <gasps> There's an. Have you gotten to the episode? In Katrina's pointing her. Katrina's pointing her finger at me. So now Katrina's like ET moment, except not. But. Except that it could also be reminiscent of the Sistine Chapel, David and God. Mm. And by David, I mean Adam. <laughs> Who gets to be God? You, because you are God. That's my nickname in college. We have, like, this, to be God? We, we have like, this whole group of people that call the collective, and I was God, and then Jess was the bad influence, and then right, my other right. friend was a warring grandmother, and, you know, I don't know how God has a warring grandmother, but apparently God does. Yes. Okay. Use your hand raised. I did. I raised my hand so that Corey could call on you so that I could say something. I'm not a professor yet, but go ahead. Well, I have faith in you. So, also, anyway, so in my play, The Cake, there's this speech that one of the characters gives about how she feels, she thinks that she feels basically the original sin of Eve and how Eve first felt shame, blah, 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 right? Traditional. But then we're in rehearsal and I'm like, oh my God, what if original sin isn't just shame, but it's actually caring about what other people think. That's the original sin. And before that, Eve was just running around the garden, naked, naming animals or whatever it is she did. I literally am quoting the play right now. I mean, not literally, I'm paraphrasing quoting the play right now. You'll get it if you read the play, or go see the play. You should go see the play. Oh, come San Diego, go see the play. In the next... Two days? Four days. This this isn't even going... Actually, this might go up. This was supposed to go up on February 19th, but I'm behind. If you're like, what happened? There also hasn't been a leafy vegetable in February. We'll get you that. We'll we'll catch up. It'll be fine. Or end of January? They were January. Yeah. And I haven't gotten. Well, we could pretend this is right. we could pretend this is leap year, so then today would kind of be the 29th of February. Yeah, but then that messes everything up. And then also, I can't get married on a Wednesday and have my reception on a Saturday and have it. But like the so 29th day. is like a time loop, so like it can be like, it's the 29th and the first simultaneously. So like it'll be back to festival today and the cap for February because it'd be. Are you secretly a time lord? Yeah. Corey. I confirmed. I can't believe we've been friends for this long, and you have hidden your TARDIS from me. That's so not fair. I confirm nothing or deny nothing. The point is that I, I thought of this idea of original sin. I was like, what? What if original sin is being worried about what other people think of you? It could work. And so I thought it was really smart. And then I wrote it on a post-it. And no one else cared. Well, who did you show this post-it to? Not the right people, obviously. Uh, Well, I actually didn't. Oh, you know what I did? I didn't even write it on a post-it. I just told my ASM to ask me about it later, and then we never had a chance to actually talk about it. So, that was gonna, like, so like, this is, of course, the first person I've told about this brilliant new theory, and I feel like I'm not doing it justice. It makes sense, though. Because I feel like women, I mean, I'm making a gross generalization here, but I still feel like, were I to Google monkey the data, it would actually yeah, Women tend to be more concerned with how other people think of them, and I think that that Probably, again, making this up, making wild assumptions here, no data support this, that that probably goes back to, like, women were in charge of the community, and, like, it's important to keep society, to keep people alive, you all have to be part of a community, because you all work together to keep each other alive, to protect each other from, like, I don't know, jaguars, and then, jaguars are super scary, you guys, I saw one at the zoo, and it wanted to eat me, and the only reason it couldn't was because there was a large piece of glass. Oh, is this Jaguar. Mystique, the black one? Mystique. I don't, she wasn't black. She was, she was She's orange. Not, no, no, that's not Mystique. Mystique is, is the melanistic one, who's black spots on black. No, um, this was definitely an orange jaguar, tiny, pacing, very angry. But now they're no longer behind glass, they're just behind wire. And then some of them are in enclosure. Right. Some of the lepers are in enclosure by the parent trail now. 
So if you're walking down the trail, oh. you could, like you're like about three feet away and two fences. <laughs> like the leopards just come and they like walk along, and like the small children are like kitty, and the parents are like, oh, let's just move this trail. <laughs> There's two fences. No, nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen. All all the leopards at the San Diego Zoo are very well fed. Okay. We think. Okay. Katrina's giving me a suspicious look. I'm just saying that, like, this, I'm telling you, this particular cat wanted to eat me. That's my point. Anyway, so, I mean, original Well, we're not sure she's not talking about my house cats, but, you know, sometimes they didn't want to eat her. Too. Okay, I don't know how to tell you this, but I don't actually know the name of all three of your house cats. That's okay, most people don't. Okay, there's Harley. There is. Harley's the old man. And then you mentioned that Kiba. Kiba. Kiba and Sume. 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 Japanese names. Yang and Claw. From an anime. Wolves Ring. Which, if you like anime, you should go watch. It's very, like, emo. People turn into wolves. I don't know. This is what I watched in college. I support you. How long have you had your cats? Not since college. (laughs) Um, so we fostered Harley when we was in LA, which was like 04 to 06. Oh wow, it's been over 10 years with Harley. Yeah, something like that. And then we moved to Boston and then he got shipped out because we were like, we want a cutie. And so people used to, the group used to foster with, uh, shipped him out for us. And then he was all like, where are the other cats, yo? And we were like, uh, there are no other cats. So then we were like, okay, we should get you a friend. And then we started looking at, to find him a friend, and then the next thing we know, there's this ad for, hey, we need someone who's worked with feral cats before to, like, take care of these two kittens and socialize them that were found in a dumpster in Rhode Island, and that's how we got this little gray one and little black one, and the little black one is now, like, kind of a tubby black one who looks like, so we caught Lee Jones, his real name is Toothless, like the dragon, from How to Take Care of Dragons, but now he's all, his other name is also T'Challa, um, although he's slightly less ferocious. Speaking of Black Panther, awesome movie. Go see it if you, you haven't. You should go see it. And it's actually increased the number of black cat adoptions, and which has been really awesome. And confused a couple of like people at adoption agencies when people say they want to name their cat Killmonger. <laughs> so, and all these like poor little like ASPCA folks that had to learn how to spell T'Challa because your husband was blowing their black cats. Um, so, shameless plug. Love your black cats. Don't get one around Halloween, but love them. They're at least adopted cats in rescue society. Oh, because they're bad luck. Supposedly. I right. Ours is a little cuddle bug who scares people. Toothless. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Kind of looks like a gun drop. Yeah. Yeah. We Good. can't have a cat. I think because Nick is allergic. Actually, he might only be allergic to dogs. So I was thinking about getting a cat, and then it's still, I'm, I travel too much. Like, I'm just not around enough, which is why I can't have a dog. Also, Nick is allergic to dogs. Nick being the Google monkey slash my fiance. Um, Is your friend who's a Google monkey from now on? Yes. Okay. So the Google monkey is allergic to dogs. So I can't have a dog. But even if I... I would want a dog, except a small dog. A teeny tiny dog. A very quiet dog. Okay, so, so small dogs and tiny and quiet dogs. They really go together. Sometimes they do. You get a nice, cute little terrier. Bold and quiet. The point is that I am not around enough for a dog. The dogs require way more effort than cats. So I was like, well, then I'll get a cat. But guess what? Cats also require effort and don't like it when you leave for eight months. And by eight months, I meant eight weeks. Right. Someone else living there. So it's not going to be totally alone. Yeah, but we also have that pet inflatable dinosaur, T. Reginald. We're very fond of T. Reginald. True. And the cat might be like, guess who wins in this exactly. story? Yeah. <laughs> Right. So obviously, you need an animal as an emotional support animal. So then just, like, go on all these like, stage managing tours, et cetera, et cetera. And just bring your little somehow quiet and small, I don't know how that works, dog in your purse or you know, or in your backpack. And then it's just like, oh, of course I have to fight this. This is my emotional support animal. And just call him Beast. Right, but those... Because you'd have to name your dog Beast. I'm not naming my dog Beast. I will never name my dog Beast. That's a terrible name for a dog. And also... You're going to name them. No. Gaston. No. What are you naming your dog? I'm not getting a dog, so I'm not naming a dog. Well, if you name hypothetical children, you can name hypothetical dog. Well, no. And also, I'm very happy with my pet inflatable dinosaur, which is quiet, which deflates easily to fit into backpacks and tiny spaces, so he can travel. He can love. He loves me. T. Reg misses me. He said that I'm not home right now with him and Nick. They watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend together. T. Reg had some ice cream. 
They cut a lot. So I'm imagining just like Skype dates between Katrina and the Google Monkey. And, I get texts. I get texts of T Reg living his life. And then T Reg came out and visited me for two weeks, and we went to Las Vegas together. We went on a road trip. He's living his best life. I can't say much because I'm creating an Instagram for my fourth. So, you know, <laughs> who's named best? And if you get that reference, 10 points to your house. Yeah. yeah. Whatever house you happen to be in. Right. Mostly Ravenclaw. What, you assume all Imsoners are Ravenclaw? I'm just saying, well, except so for the, really the one that doesn't want to be Gryffindor. Anytime there's a lull in conversation, there's usually some sort of strange nonverbal communication <laughs> going here. There's involves a series of strange looks and gestures. This is what happens when you've known someone for far too long. Or maybe not long enough. What is it? Is it ever long, long enough? I don't know. I don't know. It's going far too long. Long enough that she's going to be officiating my wedding because she has an MDiv, so technically you're 20 allowed years. to officiate. Has it been 20 years? Did we meet my sophomore year? I know we met my sophomore year. Did we become, we we became friends my we, junior year. Weren't we in the same week? No, we were no, four. We were four. But you were in the choir with all, with all my people. Like Susan and Maria and them. Yes. 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 And so like. Yes. That's that, when we really became friends. Yes. And we were the same wing your junior year, right? My senior year. No, you were C wing. I was D. No, but we. I lived in D wing my senior year. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I lived in D wing one of the years. No, you didn't. Yes, upstairs at the end of the hall. Because I remember sneaking across the bridge to meet with boys. Um, right, but we're not going to discuss seen. right now because uh, <laughs> you were. First of all, I feel like the statute of limitations on illegal intervisits has to have run out. Oh no, 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 not the illegal intervisits part because people listening might know the people, and we want to protect the guilty. Okay, so I, I'm convinced you lived in C wing. I lived in C my first two years, and then D wing because then Susan, Susan, and um. Yeah, because it was, then Susan lived, like, the first room. She was in the L room on the bottom floor. On, on the right. Yeah. And then, I was going to say Jess and I, no, not Jess. Wow, Jess did not wow. go to Imsa. Uh, Chris and I were upstairs, end of the hall, oh, maybe on the right. Maybe. Oh, across so from the quad. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. And because it was, when we lived, when we both lived in Dewey, that you had your whole issue before homecoming or something of... The infamous quote of I'm three months pregnant and I've got six weeks to lose a baby. Oh right, yeah. That was what I used to call my fat baby an actual baby. <laughs> yeah. That was weirdly inappropriate <laughs> at the age of sixteen, Katrina. And when, Wow, I've forgotten about and that. And this whole discussion about you know the castle and other enterprises that we would enter into together. Okay, you're right. I do remember you living in D now. Thank you. I do. I just I remember I remembered the marshmallow tent. I just thought that it was in C-Wing. That's fine. Was it? I don't know. You forgot you still live in your wing. I mean, I'm feeling a little weird uh, here. I didn't. I knew you were in 04. It was Lavina who was in C-Wing my senior year. But she had the L room. She had an L room single. And I had the L room in 04D. And I was not on campus your senior year. No, that's true. Because I graduated. It's true. And then you went all the way across the country to Smith in Massachusetts. Which is probably a really good choice for a school for you. Ah, I kind of went on a limb. But <laughs> so, oh, you put Jess, and that went to good thing. Yeah, and she kind of went on a whim. So it all worked out. You know. It all works out. Everything's good. Exactly. Um. Anyway, so where has your where has your life led you? Oh, if that's real questions now. I mean, we don't. I mean, we'll probably get distracted quickly. Do you want to talk about how we're going to Disneyland on Monday? We're going to Disneyland on Monday. Happiest place on earth. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> My life led me to Disneyland. So, yeah. Do we think there are going to be lines? I don't think there will be lines. It's a Monday. There will be some lines. But, you know. I'm pouting. So, so you know you can you do, can't see it, but I'm pouting. I can see it. Well, I see everything. Can see it. Oh, God, remember? Oh, oh, right. Ugh, massive minute. I see you when you're sleeping like Santa Claus. But what's creepy? Yeah, by the way, I work for Santa Claus, so I know where his powers are. The pompous nature in which when you said that, <laughs> it's too much. Just uh, saying. Um, I don't know if there's going to be lines, but uh, since Jess's birthday is Sunday, we're mm. actually making her get the whole birthday button and seeing what happens yes. with that. And then she and I have reservations at one of the fancy restaurants for dinner. So. Ooh. Which, which fancy restaurant? Cafe, I think. 
But the one over in California Adventure is supposed to be like one of the best in the park. So I can probably change it to three people if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you'd be interested or not, but I think. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like so I'm this whole Disneyland thing. I'm going to ride home. So yeah, so this is like the one. No, no. Well, I'm going to be the ride for Mendisa and okay. Daniel, but um. So I, I'm taking my ASM, who is like, basically she's a fully formed adult and has never been to Disneyland, even though she's lived in San Diego for like four years. And I was like, what is wrong with you? So I'm taking her to Disneyland with her and her friend, her male friend. Um, Are they not defining it? I don't think they're defining it. So okay. I'm going to go with male friend. Her person. Her person. But she really wants, she's like, I'm really focused on rides. I like rides. And I'm like, cool. I may end up abandoning you at some point in time because I am old and can't do that many rides. Especially not the ones okay. like the Ferris Wheel of Death. So if you've ever, which is close right now for renovations. So, oh, thank God. That um, thing is cool. They're turning it into... A Ferris uh, Wheel of More Death? No. Um, um, Incredibles Land is going to be right over there. Incredibles Land? Well, not a whole land, but like that's right, the right, right. Incredibles area. Oh, interesting. Like, it's half the parks in the renovation right now because they're trying to open the Star Wars thing... I think it was next year in 2019. Um, oh, I think we were just there like a couple weeks ago um, for Lunar New Year. Right. With Milan, and she got her parade. Yay. Yay. Thanks for more Milan. More representation, Disney. Come it's on. true. Also, better colors in the Crayola coloring box because I have markers and I tried to color Milan, and she ended up having to have a very dark hue of skin because I didn't have a good. Marker Mark, color. Marker for just it. Hard for They're it. just like, really hard. Yeah. This is really this one. Yeah, I sound like an asshole right now, but I'm honestly just trying. Colored to, pencils or crayons are much better. This is true. This is true. But for some reason, I'm on a marker kick right now. I didn't used to be a marker person, and now I'm like super into markers. I like markers when I was like eight, and I got over it. I think I like markers because they don't break like crayons do, but you can cover a much larger area. It's unlike colored pencils, which like take colored pencils give you detail. And they give you lots of color choices, but they take forever when all you want to do is color or you can the do, dress. Or you can do like just as techniques, just like markers with a color pencil overlay, and then it just gets really like crazy and intense, and you're like, whoa, wait, you used what to do that? And right. then like the rest of us are ashamed because her art is I'm not there. ashamed. I just accept the fact that Jessica is a professional artist, and I like to color because I like coloring pretty dresses. Fair. Also, sometimes Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Also, sometimes. Some, sometimes, and sometimes uh, gargoyles, and sometimes mythological creatures, and just mostly Disney princesses. Did you ever see Jess's Gargoyles piece? No, but I also not as familiar with the Gargoyles TV show as I should be. Talk about growing TV in my childhood. Also, I need to talk to, I need to talk to Jess about blind drawings. Yes. And actually, so for my wedding, we're gonna do a guest book of coloring pages that we're going to ask the guests to color. So are you going to provide markers, crayons, or color pencils? Or all, all these three. Are... We're basically just... I'll bring my own paint, so I'll just start through that. <laughs> Which is totally fine if that's what you want to do. As long as it's not during the ceremony, right? I need to focus on you during that part. I, I mean, ideally, but, like, who am I to stop you from your creative outlets? <laughs> really? So, Katrina asked me to be um, her officiant, or to officiate the wedding, and the first, um, I think my friend, and then she told me, so, so of course the answer's like, yes, for that thing, you like, no brainer. And then she goes, oh, and by the way, it's a Star Wars wedding, and like, my face kind of lights up, and I go, do I have to wear a cape? <laughs> She's like, you can wear whatever you want. Costumes and curtains, and I was like, done. I mean, it's true. I need to wear a cape. And I'm gonna try to take you to a Cubs game. Basically, there are four events on my wedding weekend. Um, There's Google Docs and spreadsheets about all of this. There are. Uh, many of them, and I keep adding to them because <laughs> I'm silly insane. Highly um, organized. Highly organized. I've already gotten one wedding book from the library and finished it. Go I you. know. Gold star. Thank you. Um, and basically, all that wedding book told me was that I'm doing it just fine, and I know exactly what I'm doing. I mean, I don't know exactly what I'm doing because I really hate comparing vendors and prices, but I kind of know exactly what I'm doing, and as long as I do what I want, everything's fine. As long as it's also what Nick wants, because, excuse me, Google monkey, because I am marrying him, and this is his wedding, too. I keep having to remind myself of that. Yeah. <laughs> minor detail, but I was like, that's going to come off wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point is, there's going to be a Cubs game involved, too. Because you have to, I figure, since you, I assume, well, your parents might not be in town then. Your parents will not be in town. 
my parents are leaving are moving out of Chicago sometime this year. Um, after living there for 41 years. Um, I know. And they can't sell me their house because they can't afford their house. So, I mean, if anyone's looking for a house in Edison Park, about two and a half blocks from uh, the metro, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's pricey, but it's a four to five bedroom, you know. Are you sure that there is no way? Like, what if I tell your parents that they can be grandparents to my children and we'll just have a third set of grandparents? <laughs> That I will raise. You can. You they can, can have their own bedroom in the house. It's just theirs forever. You you can talk to my parents and do I and, and <laughs> you know if you want to send them an offer letter with like little heartfelt letters. I think letters, they like, like me because I wish them happy Kevin Pulaski Day every year. Yeah. I don't know if they like me enough to sell me their house at a steep discount or like a sixty year mortgage. Well, you got that part. You got to talk to the bank. <laughs> I don't think the bank is gonna <laughs> give us enough. Money when we have to fund a wedding in the next year. Yeah, that's always the problem with that whole thing. You know? Yeah. It's like, and wedding, also, uh, I have to go to Berlin. Yeah, that's going to be pricey. To run a marathon. Go. In September. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad to get. So she's making this, like, face right now. Right, it's a like, terrible face. Which is quite a contrast to, like, the bell shirt she's wearing. So you're going to jelly bells from the Yeah, I'm a bell shirt. shirt. I don't need the bell shirt. I'm, I am wearing a, a purple blouse that makes me look like an adult. But then it got cold, so I put on the bell shirt. I'm going to wear three different bell shirts to Disneyland. I think I might actually go with one of my Wonder Woman outfits. Oh, wait. Do I have to look nice at the super fancy restaurant? I don't know. Like, am I... Because I was thinking I'd wear jeans and three different bell shirts. It's Disneyland. You can walk in that, like, restaurant. Like, jeans are always appropriate. Okay, well, I know, but it's also Jess's birthday. Yeah, yeah, but she's probably more pants or shorts. I mean, this is Jess Jess we're talking about. Never mind. Yeah. Um, No, no, no. But I have this, like, Wonder Woman skirt that I got um, from Hot Topic or something. Oh, yeah. And it like changes color. Ooh. Well, it's got like um so it's like UV kind of thingy. Ooh. I, I sound like something makes no sense right now. And I did go to Math Science Academy, but it's okay. I have stopped using words and sentences, so the only math. But I did get invited to participate in a diversifying STEM think tank. Ooh. I know, and when I registered they were like, So what's your position? What company do you work at? And I was like, I'm a freelance stage manager and my position is stage manager. So I'm actually talking at Fullerton College up in Orange County on gender discrimination and religion. Ooh. Uh, a month or two, something like that. So. Yeah. When do your when does your PhD program start? September. Okay, and how long is it? Six years. Six years, because in religion we say, oh, that's nice. You have a master's. Now your PhD program will take a minimum of six years. And if you decide to like do something like South Asian religions, it'll probably take you ten to fifteen because. Right. Because you have to have mastery in every language that might be relevant to your field. So plus the standard one. So like um, that is so mean. So one of my, so the standard languages for religion and theology are French and German. And then not Latin. Uh, Latin's out of fashion. Nobody. Yeah, I know. I feel like if you're a Christian, you should probably learn Latin. Not if you're a Protestant. Then you want nothing to do with Latin, much less likely. Right, but then, but like. The history of your church is that at one point in time it was the Catholic Church and they spoke Latin. Yeah, but there's like this whole anti-Roman sentiment in theology. It's but that doesn't get rid of history. You'd be surprised. Like at one point in time, all the Protestants were Catholic. Have you read Texas history books? They tried to erase slavery. So I mean, I mean, but but that's one of my pet peeves is when people are like, "I'm like I'm Catholic," and they're like, "So you're not Christian?" And I'm like, "I'm the original Christian." Jesus Christ, part of the religion, like Catholicism doesn't exist, and they're like, well, you're not, that doesn't count as Christian, that's Catholic, and I'm like, Jesus Christ is part, there's a cross, there's a cross with Jesus on it, and all the churches, the churches are literally designed to be crosses. <laughs> Sorry, religious tirades from non-observant people cracking me up. I... <laughs> I can't Heart. tell if this is an endearing thing or if you're just vastly annoyed. Uh, amused. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I had the whole thing when I was little. I was just like, well, I, I was one of the people who said, well, I'm not Christian, I'm Catholic when I was eight because that's how my Sunday school taught it. Like, I didn't know that because we didn't use the word Christian because we, we would use the word Catholic and there were Lutherans and then there were like all the other Christian churches which were, you know, so I thought they were separate, and that they were not us, you know, and that you get told, like, everyone who's not Catholic is going to hell, which actually is not true. Public theology, yada, 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 we're not going to go into Catholic theology. Um, 
can read my blog for that because I don't blog anymore. But I have one, supposedly. I would like to have right. I don't know if your blog ended up in my RSS feed. I mean, there hasn't been anything there. You know what's mildly terrifying? My live journal might actually still be live. Well, it's probably taken over by Russia now. Yeah. I don't even... I've moved over to the same way. Yes, I still do one of those. And no, I'm not telling you what it is. If you know, you know. If you don't know, uh, um, Yeah, I know. It's not going to come up in a Google search, which is all that matters. Yeah, that's true. But you know what will come up if you search me on Google? Pictures from IMSA. (laughs) High five. We just high fived. We just did that. From Mr. Starf's German class. And he took photos of all of us one year, so like those will still show up. And soccer photos and all sorts of other things from him. So I'm like, great. I was like, I'm thirty I'm almost thirty six. Next month, this month. This month. month. This month. It's March. What's the birthday yeah. month? Birthday month. I'm about to high five there. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is what happens. Apparently okay. Yeah. It's true, it's true. This is why our first host uh this is never mind. Okay, not finishing that sentence. Moving on. <laughs> Your first single host podcast was someone that you know in our couple yeah, Corey, because she has a master's degree, so she's learned how to use words more than I, I have. have Even though degrees. technically, I my job consists of communicating, and somehow I'm really bad at communicating. I just have to convince people to believe stuff and challenge their beliefs. On the, on one hand, I'm like everything you know is wrong. On the other, I'm like here, try this. <laughs> you make it sound like everything you know is wrong. Try this vegan, gluten free, blah blah blah. Jesus, bread. Milk and bread are bad for you. Try some of this. No, more like, Which, you know, more like atomic theology is bad for you. Consider that, you know, God loves everyone. Novel concept. Yeah. Also, queers are good, you know. Right. Also, Corey posts a lot of really interesting articles that I end up reading on Facebook. Mostly about gender, religion, yeah. left-wing stuff. It's true. Yeah. Did Pope Francis, I don't know that you would know this, but did Pope Francis really say that it was better to be an atheist? Than a bad Christian? Yes. Okay. Something more or less to that effect. Okay. Yeah. Bad Christians are bad people. Yeah. We can be good atheists. Right. But bad, but bad Christians are hypocrites. And so, I'm like, you know, atheists can be good people. And everyone's like, oh my god, the Pope said atheists can be good people. The world was in it. Uh, we all knew that. He's just the first one to say it. And, right? Yeah. Hey, I mean, Pope Francis is interesting. Like, so, whenever he goes off book, so there's like the two types of Pope Francis. And, right. you know, um, my brother, who's also Ibsen, alum, once compared Pope Francis Wait, to Wait, what, what year was he? 97. I was gonna, I got it right, you guys! 10 points. <laughs> to Ravenclaw, thank you, thank you, Ravenclaw. Um, compared Trump to, uh, Francis in the fact that they were both sort of populist elected leaders, right? This is a populist leader. There was literally cardinals got together. Yes. And he was the one from the, the part that no one thought would ever have a chance. Really? Yeah, Jesuit. Jesuit's so kind of elected pope. Oh, that's it's true. bad for business. Is you know, he the first Jesuit elected pope? He is the first Jesuit elected pope. And, you know, I think there's this whole, like, if you Google Je- Jesuits in the Fourth Vow and or Jesuits in the Betrayal of the Roman Catholic Church, there's some, like, fascinating stuff on that, which, um, if you're a church geek, you find Or if you're a history geek. I mean, because let's be real, the Catholic Church is all about, like, sex, death, betrayal, you know. I mean, aside from the sex, that pretty much is Jesus's life. I mean, not, not Jesus, but like the Roman Catholic Church. Like, it gets complicated. When we have popes who are the sons of popes, and you're like, oh, how does that one work? Right. Um, right. Like, it, this was not a hereditary office. Um, <laughs> but no, no, it's just. Well, like, neither is the presidency, and we have two sons that were elected president after their presidency. Only two? Is it three now? No, it's only two. Okay. I thought it was George W. and John Q. Adams. Okay. Who would be the third? I don't know. I thought maybe I, it was the no, third one. No, maybe it's only two. Okay. Corey Bell's American History 101. <laughs> Back to victory is rolling over somewhere. <laughs> here, don't um, yeah, my American History episode is focused much more on the Vietnam War than, you know, presidents. Um, but where were we? Pope Francis, something. Pope oh, populist. Because, so, like, Francis, like, tweets a lot, and there's a lot of things, like, on the fly and off the cuff. And that, like, gets people super energized by his message, and they're all, like, yeah, yeah, you know, he draws a little heart on the plane window and the world goes wild and says, who am I to judge? And I was like, oh my god, gays are going to be totally accepted in the Catholic Church. And then, you know, three weeks later, a gay you know, priest loses the Vatican, etc. in disgrace. So, you know, doctrinally, he's not changing anything. He's still officially, like, the theology is not changing. But the words and the ways he talks about it are more sort of pastoral, we say. So they sound nicer, even though it's like, no, women still can't do 90% of things or um, you know, gays, yeah, that's nice. 
you know, we need to be passed well for them, we need to take care of them. And no, you still can't get married in a Catholic church. Uh, you know, so like, and then he's like, oh, yeah, gender theory, that's, you know, that's one of the worst evils we're facing in society. And I was like, whoa, back it up right there. Right. Uh, so in that sort of terms, the fact that, you know, Trump is also one of those people who's just so crazy. Um, and like when he tweets, it's completely different from when he reads something, you know, prepared speech. And the speech writers are almost sane. Maybe they are sane. <laughs> I don't know. We'll give them the benefit of that. Permanent generosity. Is, is They're insane. probably sane. They're just writing for someone who's in. Right, like, well, so, I shouldn't say that. I am not a medical professional, aside from the fact that I've watched three episodes, three seasons of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, you know, um, but when, like, like when you've got the written speech and he's reading that, it's like this, this almost sounds normal, and then it goes off the wire. So it's just like the discrepancy between what people say off the cuff and the prepared remarks, like we all kind of have that. But mm-hmm. there's this blurring of public and private nowadays with public figures, and so how do you right. judge that? And you know a tweet is not necessarily law and it's not necessarily a change in policy, whether it's we're talking about the United States or the church. And so things just kind of explode. But speaking of mental health, um, change of diagnosis is crazy ex girlfriend. I know. So borderline personalities. Oh spoilers <laughs> If you care. Um, I don't know. I don't feel it like changes the show much to know that. I don't I don't think so either. I think I mean so the funny thing is Jess and I when we were watching it, we thought it was gonna be that there wasn't a diagnosis. Oh. Or, or it was something totally, you know. Right, right, like, right. Or, or it was, I mean, nothing. Or schizophrenic. Like, just something completely off base. Kind of like the Buffy episode where uh, she thinks she's in a mental hospital. Do you remember? What season was that? Um, was it after five, I think? Maybe it was okay, five. I might have not paid very much attention to season six. Um. I don't know. But, but I can rewatch it. it the episode is called The Monkey Owns All of Them. The episode is called Normal Again. Um, and the entire episode. Is this in the middle of when she's dating Spike, but secretly? Uh, it might be. And I now, just remember the invisible episode where she like wishes to be invisible and she is. I and then Spike that. has to be like, stop it. That's the Naked Push Ups episode. That was a nice episode to watch. Spike was doing naked push-ups. Yes. Got it. <laughs> I think for James Marsden. I keep trying. See, I keep trying to call him James Marsden, but he's not. He's James Marsters. Yeah. Masters. Marsters. James Marsters. James Marsden was Cyclops. James, right. James. But James Marsden was also in that Spider-Man. James Marsden is always the guy that gets left. And then goes evil in one of the movies. Oh, in movies. Oh, <laughs> like what are we talking about here? Real life movies. Uh, yeah, so normal again, season six, episode seventeen, apparently. And Jimmy Rustin was in um, hairspray. Had to think about that. Also, a Zac Efron movie. In Crazy Explorer, oh. there's a Zac Efron reference coming up. Wait for it, it's awesome. Wait, have we gotten there yet? I've never gotten there. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you've gotten to it yet. Mm-mm. No. Okay. You'll get to it. You'll know it, and then you'll text me, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, Zac Efron!" And I'll be like, "I." Except you won't do that because you don't care about Zac Efron the way I care about Zac Efron. I don't. I really love Zac Efron. <laughs> That's like a scary creepy child voice. Like a little, that was like a horrible moment right there. <laughs> and I was like, do I have to get my exorcist kid, kid out of the car? Which I don't actually have, but we can pretend. Oh, yeah. Aren't you supposed to carry that around with you as a person in the church? I'm not ordained yet. So oh, right. Not. When do you get ordained? We'll see. Hopefully before you legally yeah. marry me? Yeah. Or if nothing else, we do JP for a day. Great. You know. There are ways. Great. Eventually, you know what? I'm going to put that on Google Monkey's to-do list. Figure out how to get legally married in the state of Illinois. Slash in Cook County. And even before that, I should get commissioned by our sponsoring body, which is the Federation of Christian Ministries, which would allow me to do weddings. So I just have to get my paperwork together and go do things. Because I have to officiate a wedding this year in June. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Which I could do JP for a day, which is only 80 bucks in the state of California. In case you want to marry your friends in California, it's a wonderful place. Okay, Katrina, come get married in California. I'm not, first of all, not getting married in California. Secondly, I actually, I've said this to like three different people. I think that if I had found San Diego in my 20s, I would end up in San Diego for the rest of my life. Because it's amazing here, you guys. Except that I didn't find it. She's not the person who's been living here for a year and, and you know, constantly people are like, how do you live in San Diego? I was like, it's hard to complain, but I miss snow, I miss seasons. Yeah, like I, I get what you're saying. I mean, maybe it's because I only live here for like eight weeks at a time, and I really like coming here for eight weeks at a time. But like, I think I would like coming here for eight weeks at a time. 
I don't know. It's kind of, like I honestly think that if I had, I think I could fall in love with San Diego. The problem is that I've already fallen in city love with Chicago. This is why I left New York because I was already in city love with Chicago, and therefore I couldn't love New York the way New York wanted to be loved. The way you have to love New York in order to live in New so York. So I have to do a boy from Ross reference here. By all means. By coastal. Baby. See, anytime I say by coastal, I always want to do the waiting for Guffman reference where they're like. We consider ourselves bi-coastal if you consider the Mississippi one of the coasts. <laughs> also, I really love the Mississippi River. I love it so much. I, I love people who don't know what Mississippi is. This is a really funny. Who are those people? People who aren't, who aren't from the Midwest. Are those people never forced to read Mark Twain in seventh grade? Because, like, that was, swear to God, right of passage. Like, you had, and then you went on a school trip to Hannibal, Missouri, and you went in those caves. Okay, if you grew up in, like, Gainesville, Florida, you, you don't go on a trip to Hannibal, Hannibal Moe. Yeah. From Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Moe. Damn Yankees reference, kids. How many of these references? Hold on. If you're drinking. Assassins. Shoeless Joe, boy, or Damn Yankees, Boy From Oz. What else have we done? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is yeah. technically a musical. Galvan, which is technically a musical. How many more have we gotten in? Uh, can we say Greatest Showman? We didn't really reference it, but Zac Efron is Zac Efron is in it, as is Hugh Jackman, who was in Boy From Oz. Right, I'm just yeah. saying. Um, so yeah. Moulin Rouge! Good drinking game. If you're ever with Katrina and me, carry a flask and drink every time you're Please don't drive. <laughs> Because you will not last like two hours without that happening. Really I mean, even if you only drink when we burst in a song. Um, speaking of newsies, <laughs> <laughs> take a shot. Um, at California Adventure. Yes, the trolley. The trolley. Oh, speaking of well, the Incredibles is a musical, but Disneyland does have that Frozen show. True. Which is also a better puzzle show, which I had to see with like nieces. Oh, oh yeah, no, to self, I need to contact my friend who works in Disneyland, so she's gonna be there on Monday. Plant. We'll celebrate Casimir Pulaski Day at Disneyland. We will. I feel like I should wear a Polish t-shirt. Well, but do they have Disney Polish t-shirts? No. Okay. But Wonder Woman isn't owned by Disney. But the skirt's really cool. Like, well, well, maybe it's really a cool Polish shirt with the Wonder Woman thing. I don't know. I mean, maybe I could just wear, like, I mean, I might just kind of be like, here's my, one of my many Princess Leia shirts or R2D2 shirts and the Wonder Woman skirt. I don't know. There may be outfit changes. Who knows? I mean, it's a big day. It is a good day. It's a big day. I'm still just so if you ever go to Disney with Katrina, make sure you wear your running shoes because you will like walk. Which you should be wearing comfortable shoes anyway because Disneyland is nothing but walking all day. Unless you're Disney family, in which case wear cute shoes to go with your outfit. Um, whether they be you know knee high boots because you're uh, Disney banding. Disney bounding. Bounding. Like bounding through the forest. Oh, it's Disney bound. It's like a casual cosplay. So like, Um, it's a whole thing. People do it. Um, oh. So you, you like get as close as you can to the no costumes rule. Um, and so friends went as what's the boy from Rapunzel? Tangled. Um, uh, Flynn Rider. Yes. Yeah. So so, yeah. so friends went as Flynn and, and Rapunzel. <laughs> we all wanted him to be as cute as Dimitri, and he's just not. He's just not. So Anastasia is now Disney princess. No, she's be. not. Disney, oh really? Disney oh my god! Oh that's so exciting! I didn't put that together. Oh my gosh! Yay! Now I can stop correcting people when they're all like, Anastasia's a Disney princess. And I'm like, no, she's not. That was Fox in 1997. Something like that. We don't know if she is or not yet, but they bought the rights to the things that include Anastasia. Right, which I still think Disney is getting very close to a monopoly, and I'm kind of surprised that the government hasn't shut that down yet. Too big. Wants to throw folks and all their ass. I don't know. Make them sick. I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't, what? Is this, what? I feel like you were just like Disney's the Titanic. What? What just happened? They're getting too big. I, I don't like That's what I'm saying, is I feel like, like. Right, so I so I sort of said they're like this giant inflatable raft, and I want to start poking holes in the raft. Right, like I'm really surprised they haven't been shut down for Monopoly yet. Agreed. But, you know. Right, like 50, I think it's something like 50% of pop culture is now owned by Disney or something. If not more. I mean, yeah. Marvel, Star Wars. Yeah, they all, they're missing Jurassic Park. They're missing Harry Potter and Nickelodeon and pause while Katrina tries to think of Google Monkey. Things. Where are you? Google Monkey. Job, job, do your job. I don't know. Huh? I don't know. Anyway, it has been almost an hour of the two of us shouting at each other while gesticulating wildly, which the audience can't see. Is there anything you would like to relay to our audience of about six subscribers? 
Any burning questions you have? Yeah. I'm ask the audience for any questions, but there's no one. There's no one there. Technically, we do have a Twitter, but I don't use it at all. That's not helpful. I know. But there, if you would like to tweet us, it is at Ethical Rioting. No one will ever check it. But if you just want to shout into a void, by all means, please. But, I mean, I have followers, so... Oh, right! Do you want to do, do that? Do you want to announce what you are on social media to our podcast listeners? Sure. <laughs> you sound so not happy about letting your fellow alumni slash students of IMSA know you can, who you, you are. If you can spell my last name, you can find me. Um, Kate Pisiniak, which is... How do you spell your last name? Blurry. P-A-C-Y-N-I-A-K. Um, okay. Also, shout out to Corey, because I was once like, hey, here's this Polish name. Can you spell it without knowing without knowing anything other than how I pronounce it? And she did. It's Maciejewski. And how do you spell that, Corey? M-A-C-I-E-J-E-W-S-K-I. Right. I had to learn how to spell that. Because you know what? Maciejewski does not lean itself. To being like, of course there's a random J in there. It's phonetic in Polish. I mean, Polish is entirely phonetic. You have to learn the alphabet. So, guess what? I'm not going to learn Polish. That's a shame. I mean, we yes. You don't want to be friends. I should teach you Polish. You should teach me Polish. However, for my PhD, I need to learn French, German, Latin, and I want to learn Oh, we have to finish that discussion. Oh, what oh, discussion? The language is for the PhD and why it took, like, takes, like... Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah! The Asian with all the things! But that's okay. Moving on. <laughs> this is how Katrina I live. <laughs> this is how Katrina lives in general. Girls. And then it gets worse when Corey is. But I'd like to point out that so, I feel like we've been very loud. If anyone complains about how they can't hear us on the podcast, they should get their hearing checked. Because according to my little wavy things that I'm gesticulating wildly at on my computer, we did a good job. Yeah. So Kate Pisiniak on Twitter, Corky Dink on Instagram. Um, if you can't find me on Facebook through Katrina, well then, tough. Yeah. Oh, and my name is spelled Herman, H-E-R-R-M-A-N-N. Herman. It's very German. As she described to me sophomore year. Yeah. Yes, it does in fact literally mean Mr. Man. Have we talked about this in previous podcasts? I honestly don't remember. I don't know. We've talked about this in person many times. We have. And so every time I address you a postcard to you, it's like, oh, how many R's and how many N's and how many N's? Oh, Herman. And so you're very lucky that that still comes out where it's one word and it's not. Mom. It's true. It's true. So, which begs the question. Yeah. Last name. Marriage. So I'm going to take his, but I'm just going to add it to okay. mine. No hyphenating. I think that's some... So you're going to be Mr. Man Paluha? Sort of. It's going to be Katrina Renee Herman Paluha. And then, uh, so all of my credit cards, I don't really have to change anything other than like legally, my last name will be Paluha. Um, and I'm doing that mostly because we want to have kids. And I think that at least in today's current political climate, it is a whole bunch easier to have kids if your name matches the children's name. This is true. Um, so that's really, so that my last name matches them. But I don't, in my professional life, I'm going to say Katrina Herman because it's a branding and a lot of people have stage names versus legal names. And I have, like, it's weird. And then I thought about merging our names. We could be like Hermha or Hermuha or Herhuha. Or we could be Palumen. Uh, I think Palumen works the best. However, well, but what's the hashtag like Herman Palooza or something? Herman Palooza. I mean, that should be your new last name. No, that is way too long. We're not naming ourselves Herman Palooza. Way too many. It's not going to fit on a credit card. Like, how is Herman Palooza is not going to fit on legal documents? I'm just saying, it's not. I'm also not Different naming our children. You know, Herman Palooza. That's a shame. Aaron Elizabeth Herman Palooza. That's just cruel. Or like Indiana Marie Herman Palooza. Google Monkey is in charge of naming the boys. I have given him that right. He likes to tease me with it. And I just have to sit there and accept any name that he comes up with. It's real hard. I'll give him a list of Polish names that he should use. We've got some really great ones that are fun to spell. What you can't see, dear listeners, is the look I'm giving Corey right now. <laughs> it's a stick eye look. You know, there's Spignac <sighs> and Spishak, which So, my nephew, my, one of my nephews, his middle name is Spishak. And, Wait, uh, is your sister-in-law Polish? No. She just married into this very Polish family. Many people have married into this very <laughs> Polish family, and many people have learned Polish because it makes things a lot easier, and many of the next generation have mixed names and everything. Um, but, so, one of my nephews, his middle name is Zbigniew, or Spisha. Um, Zbigniew. And the thing about Spisha 
and Jessica goes, wait, what did I name him? Spigot? Spigot? I said, no, they're not naming him Spigot. <laughs> so we tried to not call him Nephew Spigot, but, you know. Right, well. But he spits up a lot. It's a lot. It's like well, he's spigot. old now. He's like, well, he's not old. He's like six and a half. Wait, your nephew is six and a half? My, the older one. Seriously? Yeah. Gabe has been married long enough to have a six and a half year old child? Yeah. That one is six and a half. I refuse to believe that Gabe got married that long ago. So Gabe knew his... So, um, Gabe knew his uh, now wife for 10 years before they got married. Uh-huh. And their 10th anniversary is coming up this coming year. Nine, so uh, I was going to say 99 is their 10th anniversary. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. 2018 is their 10th anniversary. We I, are so old. Yes. I've known, we've known each other for like 20 years. It's scary. Yes. And with that, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>